Welcome to the Nonprofit Voice, which is brought to you by Nonprofit Pro, the go-to resource for nonprofit management and strategy. For our Nonprofit Voice text series, join Mark Becker, founding partner of Cathexis Partners and editorial advisory board member for Nonprofit Pro. In each episode, he will welcome nonprofit executives and technology partners to discuss the latest nonprofit tools to help your organization navigate the rapidly evolving technology landscape. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Mark Becker here, founding partner of Cathexis Partners. Uh, very eager to have another conversation with a couple of nonprofit professionals um, talking again about uh, volunteer management, uh, another unique use case and a, a different platform that we recently featured. So love to jump right in. Uh, Gung, you want to go ahead and start out and introduce yourself and uh, where you're from? Sure, absolutely. So um, pleasure to be here, Mark. Uh, my name is Gung Wong. Um, I'm the CEO and co-founder at Civic Champs. Uh, we are based uh, in Indiana, in, um, in, in the Indianapolis area, um, and we also have an office um, in Pittsburgh. And so, you know, we provide an end-to-end -end volunteer management solution uh, that, you know, helps with everything from uh, waivers management, application, scheduling, hour tracking, you know, communications with emails and text. So uh, really, you know, our, our mission is to create the most intuitive and impactful volunteer management software for nonprofits and, uh, and your champions. I like it. And that leads us to, to Macy, if you want to introduce yourself and tell us what organization you're with. Yeah, so uh, my name is Macy Wheeler. Um, I'm the Mission Engagement Director here at uh, Habitat for Humanity in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, I've been here for a little over six years, um, as and I work as volunteer coordinator. So we're actually uh, clients of Civic Champs, and I'm happy to be here. So tell us a little about... Um... Uh, your your area, Bowling Green and, and the Warren County area? Yes, yeah, so uh, Bowling Green's a fairly large city. Um, the county is around uh, just over 141,000 people, and um, a little over 75,000 of those are actually in Bowling Green, so in the city itself, um, which is a fairly good size. We've got um, a university here, and then... Um, Bowling Green is also a refugee city, so we have a lot of um, international people living in Bowling Green. Um, I think uh, eighty per or one in eight of Bowling Green uh, citizens are not native foreign or not English speaking, and um, so we're a melting pot of a community, um, and it's rapidly growing. I think our growth rate right now is at like one point five percent annually, so just going up and up. Um, but it's a fairly good sized city, but that kind of right there in the middle, um, not quite close to metropolitan, but not quite a town, um, kind of in between. Gotcha. And, and being that you're with a Habitat for Humanity, you know, definitely, um, sure there's a, a need, not just because of, um, the, the refugee city situation, but just general, you know, uh, state of the economy in the world, right? Um, you know, tell us a little bit about kind of the homelessness and, and housing statistics or anything you care to share or have handy there. Sure. So um, the homeless population in Bowling Green is, um, it's pretty intense. Um, per capita, it's about the same as the metropolitan city's homeless population. Um, 
Now, obviously, it's a little difficult to get any kind of census on a homeless population, but in just working with the homeless community through different nonprofits not affiliated with Habitat, um, we've gotten those statistics. And then, um, so we also had a tornado in uh, December 2021, which kind of rocked the economy here as well. But even before um, the tornado hit Bowling Green, our rental properties were at 97% occupancy. So there really wasn't any rental property to be had, better yet affordable rental properties. Um, and in Bowling Green since then, um, the average price range for like a one bedroom apartment is around $900 and the studio is around $689 to $700. So affordable has kind of gone out the window at this point. So, um, you know, we were already in an affordable housing crisis pre-tornado, but definitely post-tornado, it just exacerbated it um, even more. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm sure. Totally. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And and then I can see why, you know, your services are so important, right, um, in, in general, especially in an area like that and, and all the hurricane and all those situations. So I can see that leading to your, you know, kind of fed into your Build Blitz campaign. Uh, if you could tell us a little bit more about that, um, what brought that around, obviously, all, all of the things you mentioned, but anything else and kind of, you know, where any numbers you can share around that campaign? Yeah, so the way that the Blitzfield kind of came about was, um, you know, we weren't the only um, affiliate in Kentucky whose area was hit by that string of tornadoes. Um, there was a few other counties and our state affiliate, so Habitat Kentucky, got all of us together and came up with an initiative um, on how to move you know, not just come back from this, but move beyond this in a proactive way um, as a response. But, um, and they came up with the plan to do 300 homes in three years. Um, and we wow. committed as an, as an affiliate to do 10 homes a year for the next three years. So 30 of those homes. Um, and the Blitzfield was 10 of those homes. That was our first year, uh, which was in July of last year. So just six months after. Um, the tornado had happened but we've had also just a ton of support from the Kentucky affiliate and then just nationally as well from different um, companies and things the Home Depot Foundation was a huge help um, United Way was a huge help like there was a huge outpouring of of relief after the tornado happened and we really wanted to to use utilize that to the best of our ability so that's why we really were hustling to get that blitz build in place while the focus was still on our communities um and the resources were still there yeah that's a, that's a lot that's a huge commitment all around I mean, 300 homes total and then yeah 10 a year for you all to commit to that's that's terrific obviously that's a lot of you know hands-on um people knocking knocking out hard work but um to make all that happen i'm sure you have a lot of technology backing that all up and um, i'm sure that's where civic champs kind of fits in how did how did um you end up working with them and how did they how were they involved in this process so well yes they were a massive help by the way i can't sing their praises enough when it comes to 
um, the Blitz build and, and just moving past it and continuing to work with them. So um, when we came back from COVID shutdown in July 2020 was when I we kind of decided that we needed a actual volunteer tracking software. Um, before we partnered with um, Civic Champs, we were doing it pen and paper. Mm. Um, and that was quite the undertaking. I bet. Um, and at the, yeah. And at the time, too, I was also, as I'm sure you're aware with any nonprofit, no one wears one hat. <laughs> Everyone spins a lot of plates and does a lot of different job so I was also assistant manager of the restore at the time and I just didn't we didn't have the time for it and so we had to find something and I just through online research happened across civic champs and set up a meeting with them and it's just immediately the attitude in the um, zoom call that I did with them of the walkthrough was just so accommodating and like they really wanted to be something that was beneficial to us and and that they could form to fit what we needed and not how can we form our volunteer program to fit their software which was huge yeah yeah i mean if i don't have time to track it by pen and paper i don't have time to rework the whole volunteer program um but when it came to the blitz build itself so before all of this, we were averaging uh, our construction was three to five homes a year. Um, and we basically doubled, if not tripled that. Wow. Uh, and coming out of COVID, also, a lot of people weren't really feeling like being around a bunch of people unless they had to be, understandably. So volunteerism was kind of at a low at that point. Um, yeah. And it was just, it was a lot to take on all at once. And so, um, you know, when it came to the blitz build itself, we were looking at, um, what ended up being 700 volunteers in five days. Um, wow. Yeah. Which, yeah. It's a lot to I'll, manage. Again, the, <laughs> yeah. And all the glory goes to civic camps on the fact that we had zero hiccups when it came to that. Um, Everyone was able to register before um, even coming out to the job site, register online and do all their paperwork, all their waivers and emergency contacts electronically. And then we were able to check in and check out 700 people on an iPad and it goes seamlessly. Um, I can't imagine what that would have looked like if we were still doing <laughs> pen and paper. I would have been a mad woman that week for sure. Well, yeah, because you um, have so many things have... you're doing, right? You have so many things to focus on yeah. and be able to take that piece of it and just be able to, I'm sure, I can just envision, you know, showing up on site and as a volunteer and just, you know, having it be that efficient, but you still have, then you have more time to actually greet them, thank them, you know, give them their tasks and they're off and running. And I'm sure that just makes it just seem that much more legitimate and well-organized from the volunteer's perspective as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I always say when I'm talking to like any other volunteer coordinators or anything who have any questions about how we pulled off the blitz build, my main thing that I try to remind myself as volunteer coordinator and try to remind our staff when volunteers are around is you set the tone. 
for the volunteers on is this a frantic situation is it going to be stressful or is this going smoothly everybody's having a great time so even if even if you are stressed out you can't wear it you know but the mm-hmm. fact that it was going so smoothly and we weren't all running around like chickens with our heads cut off i think definitely like you said when you walked up it seemed much more legitimate and organized and like we knew what we were doing which we did not <laughs> <laughs> Fake it till you make it. That's <laughs> that's all good. Exactly. No, that's, I like it. Gung, anything kind of? I mean, obviously, Macy is singing your praises and um, says a, a lot. But any color to add to any of that? Anything from your perspective? No, I mean for for us, I mean that's uh, it's it's so incredibly fulfilling, right? We're um, we're a, a certified benefit corporation, right? And so mission is is front and center for us. And so you know that this is the reason why we exist. Um, and, you know, we can, you know, we try to continue to uh, push out new updates and tools that, you know, like uh, communications and, you know, ability to text and uh, message your volunteers. I think recently we, you know, we had some updates on the admin dashboard and things like that. So, uh, yeah, you know, feedback and, and obviously it's it's always nice to hear good things, but, you know, we're always welcoming uh, any constructive criticism as well. <laughs> You know, Macy, how um how's it going now? It sounds like I mean, obviously you're you're a big fan, but is anybody else on the team kind of reverting back to pen and paper, or <laughs> uh, or what's the what's the next technology to 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 focus on? Or are you you feeling pretty good about things? So we definitely have had um some growing pains when it comes to this, but I will say that it's not. I don't think it's any kind of constructive criticism on Civic Camp's part. It's the fact that we've got, mostly it's our construction crew who is older gentlemen who are used to doing it the old way. Um, sure. And they've kind of had a hard time coming around to it. But um, other than that, I mean, as far as like our construction director, he loves it because it's very easy just set up a kiosk on an iPad and people can check themselves in and check themselves out. Another thing that's been super great for us that I didn't mention um, that we did actually have to utilize the first morning of the blitz build, but we continue to utilize with it being a construction site is if there's any kind of weather event or anything like that, where we need to postpone volunteer groups, like we're not starting construction till this time because of rain, we can send out mass texts or emails to volunteers Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, from civic camps, that's been a huge, huge help for both me and the construction crew. Um, that way they don't have, you know, it's torrential downpour and they don't have a group of volunteers showing up and nowhere to put them. Um, so that's been fantastic too. It, like I said, it was a little bit of a learning curve for everybody, uh, at first, but our whole team has had nothing but positive experiences with it. Gung actually came to our blitz build, um, and helped. Uh, just in case we did run into any hiccups because I was just certain that we would, but we did not. Um, And we've had nothing but great experiences since then. It's actually funny that we're able to, what we've done pretty much is add a link to our volunteer calendar on our website and people can register themselves through there. So we actually end up having volunteers come that we didn't even know were coming, um, which is, just so different from having to go out and beg for volunteers pretty much. 
And did uh, Gung pick up a hammer or did you keep him away from all the, the uh, heavy duty equipment? <laughs> <laughs> no, Gung was a huge help wherever we needed him while he was here. It was great. He put on a hard hat and he was part of it. And it was amazing. And it was awesome to have someone from something totally unrelated to construction and all of that travel here to help out with that part as well. Um, just an all around interest in our mission and what we were doing. And I, we, that goes a long way, you know, just to actually care and have interest in it and make sure that not only what you're bringing to the table with it being your company that we're using for volunteer tracking, but also just an interest in, our mission and what we're doing in our community in general. It makes all the difference. Yes. You can see where, when there's heart in the business and in the, in the whole, it, it flows through the blood of, of a, of a good partner. Right. Um, so to that yeah, end, um, Gung, any final thoughts or um, uh, suggestions or ad words of advice for folks out there in the, in the industry looking for uh, better ways to support their volunteers? Um, it's funny, you know, Macy said, you know, I was able to show up on site the, um, recently we've been talking to some nonprofits in Hawaii and, uh, you know, the team gets very excited <laughs> and, and says, you know, uh, you know, I'm willing to do the onboarding, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> uh, but, but I think, you know, for us, we, we try as a team to volunteer, um, often, right. It, it, it makes us more attuned, right. To, uh, the needs of, of the sector and, and just, you know, I think it's also very meaningful for us, right, to be able to see, you know, hey, here's the actual impact, right? Sometimes behind the computer screen, you don't get to uh, really feel it. And so I think it's very motivating for us when when we, and so it's kind of a treat, uh, really, when we get to go out and, and, and into the field, so to speak. Oh, 100%. You got you to gotta stay close to it and remind you why we do this. And sometimes you can get lost in the, the grind back in our offices looking at our computer screens, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> Macy, I'm going to leave the final word to you. Any other, um, you know, lessons from the trenches or, or words of advice for folks out there? Um, that's a good question. I think, you know, as far as covering volunteer management is concerned, I think it's just the need to find whatever it may be that fits your volunteer program the best. Civic Camps has definitely been that for us. Um, but just remaining a positive and fun experience for volunteers is so important. And so, and volunteer tracking is such a, the least fun part of volunteer management. Mm -hmm. So I think just my advice would be to try different ones. We did tons of different walkthroughs with different companies and things and see what fits your affiliate best because our volunteer program continues to grow and grow and grow. And I think that's a direct effect of having a good thing in place from the beginning uh, for the volunteer experience and having something that works seamlessly with our program is it, like you said, it sends a message to the volunteers that this is a legitimate thing and that it's something that they want to be involved in. So that would be my advice to any volunteer management or volunteer coordinators out there to just test the waters and find something that fits you all perfectly because it definitely has only beneficially impacted our volunteer program. 
Oh, that's a, a great place to leave it there. And thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. And thank you, everybody, for listening in. Um, yeah, get out there and volunteer, everybody. Um, that's, that's what we need to do. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done. So thanks again um, to both of you for joining today. Have a great day, everyone. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes at nonprofitpro.com as well as on Apple, Google, and Spotify.